Hey everyone, this is Rich Southerd. I'm your host and game master for the Adventures Vault podcast. But before we begin this journey, I wanted to take a quick moment and give you a glimpse behind the curtain. I want to show you that this podcast is not just a production, but a story many years in the making. It was 1988 and my world was a real life Stranger Things. Only my buddies were named Justin Smith and Kyle Bean. Justin was my closest friend at the time. He's the one that gave me the first book I read cover to cover, The Hobbit. The Hobbit is the book that opened me up to a world of literature and storytelling that fuels my life yet to this day. So when Justin suggested we hang with Kyle and see what this D&D thing was all about, I was all in. On that fateful day, Kyle shared his stories with us. He introduced us to a world of role-playing and adventure. It was the beginning of a lifelong hobby that has given me untold hours of happiness and fun, endless laughter, and enduring friendships. A lot of years have passed since that day, and I've been a part of a lot of stories. Some unfolded at the game table, and some have been very real. I've been on many epic journeys and quests. I conquered every obstacle in my way, and I defeated every foe. I married the beautiful princess. I built a castle on my own lands. I forged bonds and friendships with the strongest allies I could find. I even created a legacy that will one day lead us into a bright future. Well, I mean, that's how I see it all. As amazing as it's been, there are still a few items I want to check off my bucket list. Ever since I followed Bilbo and Frodo Baggins on their fantastic journeys, and that fateful day when Kyle shared his stories as my first game master, since then I've wanted to build my own world and tell the stories that belong to it. So today, I introduce them both to you. I give you the Mirrored Lands, a realm that may seem similar to those in which you have already journeyed, but it's one that has its own stories and its own adventure. The first story is about the continent of Faradon, a land whose history has been wiped clean and left bare, a chance for a new future. But history has a way of repeating itself, and evil never sleeps. So make yourselves comfortable and settle in as myself and my four strongest allies open the adventurer's vault and see what stories lie within. I hope you enjoy them, and thanks for listening. This is the adventurer's vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventuresvault.com, for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now... It's time to open the Adventurer's Vault. Welcome to the Mirrored Lands, a prime material plane mostly unnoticed in a far corner of the cosmos, a young realm whose history is still being written, yet it's already no stranger to war and destruction. First, the devastating God's War nearly annihilated all life in the Mirrored Lands, as emerging deities struggled to create a balanced pantheon, only with the defeat of a powerful evil and the acceptance of another, was the realm saved and relative peace achieved, allowing life to once again thrive. After the God's War, populations flourished and nations arose, none more so than the great continent of Faradon, spawning a grand nation full of splendor, wealth, and power. The influence of Faradon spread across the mirrored lands, their culture so dominant that the language of Faradon is still used as the universal tongue. But the success and decadence of Faradon held an evil secret. 
The mighty empire was insidiously controlled by the immortal Lich Gilgamark. Once his influence was unmasked, Gilgamark took direct control of the Faradon Empire, nearly conquering the world with force and oppression. In a desperate act of defiance, the remaining people of the world united against Gilgamark and his evil legions. The death toll was staggering. Cities and nations were left broken and burning. Battles and slaughter lasted nearly a decade before the opposing forces were able to slay the Lich and destroy the phylactery. But the victory came with a devastating price, for destroying the phylactery triggered a powerful curse. Erupting forth a cataclysmic wave of negative energy, killing all in its path and blanketing the continent of Faradon in unlivable shadow. In one victorious moment, Faradon became a wasteland, seeming lost forever. But as with all things, time marched on, and the Dark War became nothing but legend. Nations slowly recovered as generations passed. Gilgamark became a boogeyman of children's fables. Treasure hunters spun tales of lost riches, while sailors steered a wide course around the cursed land. Eventually, the shadow of Faradon subsided and the land became habitable. Yet, the legacy of Gilgamark remains. Pockets of negative energy still haunt the land while strange beasts emerge to stalk the living. Now, with the land again open, adventurers arrive in droves with hopes of finding treasures of the old empire. Others arrive seeking a new future, and some for a return to the past. Faradon seems destined to rise again, but will this rise be one of good and glory? Or will the fated land again succumb to suffering and evil? Such grand fates often hinge on the actions of a few, and heroes are often found in unlikely places. Here we find four such adventurers seeking their futures on the waves of the past. Four seemingly random destinies intertwined at the forefront of the return to Faradon. The southern coast of Faradon lies with an easy sight of reliable trade winds. The western edge is cordoned off by a long section of reef that eventually gives way to a rocky shore and long stretches of cliff faces. Near the eastern tip is a small bay. As your ship cautiously sails into a narrow opening in towering cliff walls, it occurs to you that this small bay did not occur naturally. The earth and stone was long ago chiseled away to create a functional port. Once inside the narrow passage is a small harbor, large enough for only a few ships. The northern face of the lagoon features a smooth rock shelf. Here laborers work swiftly to rebuild the shelf into a wharf. And from atop the cliff, a series of lifts are under construction that will one day bring cargo from the lower wharf to the settlement above. For now, a small gravel bar currently acts as a makeshift port as jolly boats shuttle passengers and cargo from ships in the harbor. A wide staircase carved into the western wall is the only path to the settlement above. It is early morning, and four new ships arrived overnight, packing the harbor dangerously full. A buzz of activity and noise ascends the stairs as cargo is carried upwards and newcomers rise step by step to a new world. Atop the stairs is a wide half-circle marked by painted stones, stones that defined planned pathways and city streets. You see only a few buildings stand complete. Many others are under construction in varying degrees. Rows of tents and shacks occupy most lots. Port Holbeck is a boom town, a hotbed of opportunists and castouts looking for new opportunities. 
You stand at the intersection of new dangers and old. A hastily painted sign welcomes your arrival with an ominous welcome to Port Hallback. Recruiters, foremen, and hucksters roam around the circle, calling at new arrivals, offering jobs, wares, and dreams. An older human stands among them. Though his clothing is of high quality and make, they are rugged and practical. A sword of eye-catching craftsmanship hangs comfortably at his side. His piercing gaze expertly scans the area until settling your direction. He approaches. You fall there, he barks. You look around and you see that the four of you are indeed standing in a small group as you assess your new situation. Though not intentional, the subtle coincidence becomes the beginning of our story. The old man eyes each of you again as if sizing you up one last time. Tell me what he sees. Yes, well, my character is Father Becker. He is a uh, rather nondescript-looking human male of age perhaps late 20s, early 30s. Uh, he wears a black robe uh, with a hood, one that uh, you might see a, a priest or a monk wear, although he does have a um, kind of beat-up and tarnished breastplate uh, that uh, over, over his torso, uh, a morning star at his side. Um, hanging uh, on his chest uh, is a chain, and there is a, a metal holy symbol there that um, is kind of of curious make. It looks somewhat like a perhaps a hashtag, except there are more more lines and, and maybe some of them are sort of parallel to each other and maybe not quite. It actually sort of makes your, your head hurt to look at. Uh, my character is Haytham, Haytham Hallward, and Haytham has kind of a uh, disheveled look to him, sort of like someone who for, forgot to comb his hair in the morning or forgot to um, forgot to put his, his coat on the right side out. Uh, he's got kind of Sandy blonde hair, kind of shuffled. Uh, he's wearing kind of a bulky backpack because he has a lot of equipment to fit in it. Uh, he's also stepped off the beach wearing studded leather armor that doesn't quite fit and looks kind of awkward, almost like a kid uh, wearing a, a large winter coat that his mom put him in. He can almost like not turn his head and looks kind of restrained by it. Uh, looks eager, though. Uh, definitely kind of naive uh so my character is elder billet smiley the third uh and as he turns to look at the man uh he places a hand on his uh, hat he's clearly dressed as a sailor he's got the, the traditional tricorn hat uh the blue frock uh there's no epaulets uh so he doesn't appear to, to try to look like an officer uh he's wearing traditional um serviceable leathers uh and uh you know just normal pants uh he'd say he'd probably say he's a Mid-30s, but it looks like he's probably be lying, about closer to 40. Uh, piercing blue eyes that just kind of grab you. Uh, sneers a little bit as he turns. Uh, on his hip, of course, is a long sword. Uh, very well-made features and a heavy shield on his back. Assyrian, like an old brass instrument, just finally getting a new shine. <laughs> you can see that he's got wear and tear, but is once again coming in for a new life. That kind of style, like he's seen some stuff, but he's still kind of, you know, getting in, getting a new way around things. Kind of black and dark black hair, green eyes, wearing the, you know, kind of just practical clothing. Nothing so, like over fantastic or nothing really special about his clothing, but he's always scanning around, looking at everything. You freaking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You're made of brass, you say. You're some sort of golem. Yes. Am I led to understand yes. that correctly? He's, okay, just I cast human. heat metal on yes. the, on oh, the yes. brass golem man. 
Is there some value to it? Bullshit. I asked for a super cool starting race, and you said no. Perhaps we can (laughs) melt him down and make a calf out of him. I like the way you're thinking. We made it like two minutes before the podcast (laughs) broke apart. (laughs) Yes. Two good, serious minutes, and then everything just went downhill. You demanded banter, and we supply banter. (laughs) Here is your banter. Accept the banter. It's our offering of banter. (laughs) So there is our cast. Uh, right there. So the elder gentleman before you, um, he's he's still looking you over. And once again, you guys are a little surprised that you, you were standing there uh, together. And he seemed to have noticed this. He approaches. Well, I guess you'll have to do. I'm in need of sturdy adventures. I'm Craven Carlisle, late of Trelinden. My ancestors once called this land my home, and I intend to see their legacy restored. But I'll spare you their righteous speech and all the... Use a more practical tongue. I need folks who can handle themselves, and I have coin. So are you interested in becoming my newest band of scraggly mercenaries? Uh, coin, you say, yeah. So um, <clears throat> I assume you're paying um, fair wages, uh, going wages? Exceedingly mm. fair. Mm. What, uh, what sort of task? Well, if you're interested, we can talk about that, but I'm not going to waste my time. Either you boys are in or you're out. Consider me in. Let's go have drinks and uh, <clears throat> discuss the terms of our deal. Mm. Y'all coming? It, I, I suppose so, yeah. Yes. Follow well, me. All right. I, I, I guess I will go as well. You actually appear to be in a similar boat as I am. We we should discuss that later. Yes, Mr. yes, yes. Mr. Good, Mr. Good. Carlisle. Follow me back to my estate and we can work out the details. Hmm. Is, is it always this hot? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> I'm assuming it's just unnaturally warm because it's very hot here, I've noticed. Only in the south. But, hmm. He looks all, at you quizzically and begins time? to stride off. Uh, he has, he's a fairly tall fellow so his long legs uh, move him quickly and you get the idea that he's already traveled this path several times um, so you kind of have to hurry a little bit to keep up he gets around a Pers- bit. perspiring a great deal Craven leads you past the town proper and down several dirt paths and you approach a distant tree line uh, just as the noise of the bustling new settlement begins to fade away you see a ring of painted logs that act as a makeshift boundary marker for several acres of bare land along the tree line. Nearest the logs are a pair of simple cabins. Though small, they seem to be complete. A large chimney raises from one of the cabins. Behind the cabins stand a dozen tents of varying sizes. Further back, laborers and craftsmen can be seen hard at work on what appears to be an ambitious construction project. As Craven passes over the boundary, he turns to you, spreads his arm wide with dry sarcasm, and says... Welcome to the Carlisle Estate. Very impressive. Yes. um. He turns around and strides off quickly. He leads you a short distance to the cabin without a chimney and opens the door and bids you inside. The small cabin consists of only two rooms, the main room filled with a large desk and a handful of simple stools. The second room you can only presume is a living quarters. Craven seats himself behind the desk and motions you to occupy the stools. Uh, You and your gear fit into the room, but it doesn't leave a lot of extra room to spare. Uh, He barely waits for you to get settled before he begins to explain. Well, the deal is simple, boys. My family once held an um, important part of this kingdom. Though some of the history may be dark, I intend to set things right. I've spent my life restoring honor to the Carlisle name, and I intend to fulfill a family oath and return the Carlisles to Faradon. I will ensure that the land is not returned back to chaos and evil. Blah, 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 blah. I know you may not care, so just know that I do. Because if you decide that your opportunities lie down another path, something less noble, it's going to be me setting your noose. Craven settles back in his chair and relaxes just a little bit, pausing to gauge your reactions. Well, you're still here, so you must still be interested. It's simple. You come to work for me, 
I send you out in the wild on tasks. You complete them. And if you're successful, I pay you. Currently, I need the lay of the land. A lot of mapping, looking for landmarks. Uh, Craven reaches into his desk, pulls out an impressive bag of gold, lays it on the desk right in front of it, just flops it there in plain view so you can clearly see its contents. As I've said before, I have means, and this is just the petty cash. He gathers the coin bag back up, puts it back in the desk. You still interested? I'm more interested now. As if that's the petty cash. <laughs> Where's the rest of it? I'm just asking for no particular reason. <laughs> I'm sure. Let me make something clear. I'm not here for your filthy lucre. However, we appear to be of like minds. My family, too, has ties and lands in this area. Uh, farther away, I imagine, based off uh, the old maps. But uh, we, I think we could do much to help each other. Good, good. Sounds like you're interested. Sounds like you're in, boys. Well, the first job, it's on faith. The only thing you get up front are supplies. Everything else comes after. And I'll decide how much to pay you. Don't even try for anything else because you haven't proven yourself yet. Any treasure you find along the way, we split. Half for me, half for you. I pick first. Unless I send you after something specific, then that's mine. If you prove your grit, we can renegotiate. What do you think? Fair enough, as long as the understanding is that we are not uh, laborers like the ones outside. We are specialists in your employ. That's the idea. Rich, what do I know of the Carlisles? Is that a name I would have heard of before? Probably not. Okay. At, at this point, nothing jumps out at you. Okay. I assume that if we have uh, <clears throat> our own goals, as uh, as the gentleman just mentioned, uh, that uh, if, they, if they align with yours, we can continue to pursue them. I, for example, have come here seeking knowledge things they would not teach me of in college. I'm, I'm sure you're here for your own reasons, fellas. Everybody is. But uh, if you're going to come work for me, you're here for my reasons for now. What happens later happens later. Indeed. What, what was that bit about uh, you hang, hanging us? If Listen, I don't want to hang you, but uh, I'm also not here for any nonsense. So if you guys start any stuff around town, any shenanigans, any uh, tomfoolery, well, there's no law here right now, except me. Just keep that in mind. You are designated as such. You've been granted some sort of a writ of, uh, of uh, rulership, or you're saying that you're inclined to pursue vigilante justice should it be necessary. He, he very casually puts his hand down to his very fine sword that is still at his waist. He says, you can call it whatever you want. Well, thank you for the clarification. Despite that, I'm inclined to accept your agreement. Very good. So if you're still here, this is what I need to start with. I have maps. Maps from the old days. But a lot's changed and much has been lost. I need to line things up and figure out what's where and, and verify my information. So I need some landmarks. I, I got three in mind I want you to start with. I want you to head out into the wild, find those landmarks. Map, journal, everything you can. I want information. Distances are important. With that, he reaches again into the desk and pulls out a, a small journal, lets you rifle through it. In fine, inside, you find crude maps, uh, several pages of details, but most of the pages are blank. Uh, you, you can bunk with the laborers for tonight and head out in the morning. Uh, either the two large tents, uh, they're available, whatever you can find in there. Uh, the big cabin next door, that's for chow. Uh, listen for the bell if you want to eat. Like I said, you can head out in the morning. Uh, be surprised if you return within the month so provision yourself as best you can supplies are in the big green tent now go ahead and be about it i've got brooding to do use your heads and impress me or well you just might as well not come back 
Alder tips his hat and exits the door. Hmm. Atham kind of kind of wave doesn't really know how to to properly uh so he just kind of awkwardly fumbles and just like Craven looks like he could care less what you're doing at this point. He's in the middle of studying some piece of paper. Hmm. I think I'll just take my leave. Yeah. So if you guys head outside, you indeed, uh, you see the, the tents spoken of. There are a number of them right out back. Uh, there's quite a bit of distance between the cabin tents and the back uh, set of construction, which at this point in time, there's not much there as far as the construction really barely just begun. Well, should we go about securing a place to spend the night? Actually, gentlemen, a, a word first. Uh, we seem to have been thrown together in a lot. Uh, I'd like to get to know each of you a little more. Myself, I am Alder Billet Smythe III, Duke of Caliban, heritor of the Golden Fleet, uh, Lord of the Rensand Shores. Uh, I'm here to process my claim, uh, as given to my family in ancient treaties. Uh, who are you? Did your name just stop there? Uh, there are more titles, if you're interested in family genealogy. All right. <laughs> well, how about you? Oh, I hate them. Hate them all. I suppose I never got the chance to introduce myself, did I? Hmm. Oh, um, yes. Uh, I'm a, a naturalist, actually. Hmm. Um, not as uh, glamorous as being a duke, I suppose, but uh, I, uh, I'm here to uh, to catalog and journal and uh, find, uh, hopefully, uh, discoveries. Oh, a scientist then, yes. A scholar. Hmm. Something like that. Hmm. Yes. Good, good. Hmm. Good, you can keep the journal. Hmm. Keep right next to my other one. I am uh, Father Becker. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a man of the cloth, a priest of a great and mysterious god, and uh, I am here to uh, to learn the ancient mysteries of this island and uh, and and see what uh, what can be made of it. Yes, mm-hmm. utterly right. fascinating. Pardon me. <laughs> What's that? Utterly fascinating. No, yes, we I'm should not sure. compare notes uh, before long. I... We oh yes, sure. We should get into a grand. Uh, discussion of scholarly things and theological debate. But first, our friend, of course, over here with this person we don't know. But, yes. I'm a Shireen Davenport. I'm a sorcerer. Uh, I'm just pretty much here, guys. Spellcaster. Right. Hmm. You know, I noticed that uh, none of us listed cartographer as a profession. That could be an area of issue. I, I'm not skilled in it myself, I have to admit. Is anyone else um, good at um, oh, locating landmarks, surviving in the wild, that sort of thing? Uh-uh. Uh, I uh, have been, you know, uh, uh, camping on uh, several occasions. So yeah. on the quad or out in the wilderness? Um, oh, uh, uh, wilderness is a, a hot, harsh word, I think. Park <laughs> or some sort of <laughs> backyard? Or what are we talking uh, about? Uh, you know, uh, a couple of miles off of the, the campus of Mirayo. Oh, uh-huh. I taught, teach Iowa. Could you could you still hear the bell though the tower? Oh, of course, yes. How how else would I know if, when uh, when to come back? It's a comforting sound. Yes, when the bell goes. It yes. is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Great, excellent. I, uh, You're all gonna die. <laughs> oh god. I've spent enough time on the campaign. I we will probably be fine. Mm, good, but still not a cartographer. Mm, no, the the job title was Duke. Oh, so not a baron or an earl, but in fact a duke. In, in, mm. in fact. Ah. Are we, do we have to refer to you as such? Or do you prefer your grace or your highness? Whatever you or, feel comfortable with, Father. Ah, excellent. Okay, so Alder, I'm excellent. I'm not a, I'm not a self-appointed tyrant like our uh, employer seems to be. He does have his, his own way of doing things, apparently, and his, he's, he's quite the charmer, I've noticed. Yes, an event, eventful uh, couple of hours I've 
landed a new continent and been threatened with hanging and uh, I, I guess I'm a mercenary now and also an explorer. I'm Yes, and still not sure whether he actually has any legal recourse to do what he's threatened to do. Does anyone have an opinion on that? I'm, I'm not certain. I'd rather not find out, no, to be um, honest. Those who seek to hold the blood chalice often find themselves paying more than they want to. Hmm. Blood chalice. Well, have you ever seen uh, a map of Ferriden? I have. Um, I'm sure they exist. Well, if you look at the t- continent, it looks like uh, a chalice, a cup. Oh. Hmm. However, there's a small ethnis that sits out in this bay like a thorn. Those who would grasp this chalice most often find themselves pricked. Yeah. It's an old sailor's. A lot of sailor saying about being pricked. So, <laughs> had you mentioned your name? Motherfucker. Mother <laughs> <laughs> and we're already to the bugger. Right? Oh, is it five and, o'clock already? And cut. I guess that's it, guys. We're, yep. we're done. We're tossing in the towel. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys do have uh, a little bit of area here. If you want to do any exploring you want to do right around this spot, you have some time. Maybe one of the landmarks will turn out to be like right behind that tree or something. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah. Um, well, we're good. Hey, them, uh, do you actually spend a little time looking over the journal? Uh, yeah, I'll take some time to. Yeah, like I said, there are some, uh, some crudely drawn maps. Uh, pretty much everything in here looks fairly recent, meaning um, they may be reproductions of older maps, but uh, you're scholarly eye realizes that these are new journals that have been recently written in. Um, so you do get an idea that it, it's going to be a several day, at least hike to the nearest um, spot that you're trying to locate. Uh, you're, you're looking at many miles out. Uh, so you, you kind of got something to go on. The maps don't have a lot of detail and there is some supplement supplementary information uh, written after them, explaining them just a little bit. So uh, you, you got a little something to go on. It's not completely vague. Uh, so that's what you've got there. <clears throat> well, um, do you think we should try to claim a sleeping spot uh, amongst these tents before these laborers come in? And- we have some time yet. Uh, do you wish to go check out the supplies? I think so. I think I'd like to put my pack down and then uh, see what uh, we should carry into the into the wilderness. Uh, goodness, it's hot. It's hot here. <laughs> Is that... Know anything? Is this is this normal? For this region, yes. Oh, I wish that had been explained to me, but okay. Uh, once again, the tents there, they're all pretty close together. Um, so it, it, it doesn't take long to actually go from tent to tent. The two larger tents that he referred to um, are it's basically just a series of cots inside. You can see that many of the cots have already been claimed, uh, but there are plenty of unclaimed cots that uh, you can throw your stuff down at or yourselves if you uh, so choose. So there's, there's definitely room there. But these are, uh, once again, fairly tight quarters. These are for the, you know, the laborers and the the people here. So nothing luxurious at all. Uh, if you want to go to check out the supply tent. Mm, yes, we um, The supply tent, it's a really good sized tent. And there's a lot. It's packed full of supplies. Uh, pretty much anything you imagine you'd want uh, that isn't of the mundane spectrum. So if you're, you want rations, there's rations. If you need a shovel, there's a shovel. Um, that all seem to be available for you uh, to take. So if there's anything that you need there to provision yourself, you certainly can. Just keep in mind that you will be carrying all of this. Um, so well, let's, see. let's see. Fruit and nuts dried. And there's hardtack. I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of soft cheese. I was hoping there would be some, some runny cheese that we might be able to bring. A lot of milk products I think are good for the jungle. <laughs> that way they keep the energy up. And um, But I'm not seeing it. Is anyone, am I looking in the wrong spot? Alder like tips a little box with his foot and doesn't appear to be much in the way of uh, 
fine wine or brandies either. Oh, oh that's that's well, unfortunate. No, I mean, there are several casks of, of ale of some sorts, but mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. of That'll particular do. value. So the tomfoolery begins now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we'll have to go into town to at least provision ourselves properly. Uh, yes. yeah. Well, and we won't bore the listeners with uh, things that you choose to take, just so you know. Uh, Richard, I have 0.3 bulk left. I'm going to optimize that with uh, 0.4 rations. Exactly. I'm, I only wish to take nine pitons, not ten. I need to make that very clear. Nine. It's nine. Ten would be too many. Just excessive. I mean. Frankly gaudy. I, I think so. So, five bulk of beer. Got it. Yep. <laughs> gaudy no bubbles. So as you guys are um, kind of exploring the supply tent, looking for a few things, uh, just outside between the tents, you see a very old man kind of amble by. Um, He's dressed as a laborer, but he's clearly uh, way too ancient to be doing much work. Uh, He he still seems to be getting along okay, but just by looking at him, this human is of an age where it's impressive that he's still walking around. You know, given the fact that we have no place to start, if you will, uh, other than these old maps, um, do you think maybe trying to consult that man or, or men like him might give us a, at least a decent direction in which to to begin? I, I could try to get his attention. I mean, he's, ideas. he appears to be old enough to have been here originally. So yeah. he is, he is oh, venerable. Be, by, be by, fascinating. By all means, gentlemen, please. Uh, yes. Sir, sir. Yes. Oh, yes. Do you have a moment? Uh, I'm, I'm Father Becker. Uh, very very uh, nice to meet you. Who, who are you? Nice to meet you, Father. I'm uh, I'm Marcus. 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 Yes. Marcus, you seem to be a man who uh, is clearly uh, strong in wisdom and, and experience. Do you think you might uh, share some of your wisdom and experience with with uh, young fellows like us who are uh, who are in need of some uh, some guidance? Ah, Father, you say. I hmm. see you uh, continue the grand t- tradition of men of the cloth. Being full of words and mostly full of shit. Mm. (laughs) Gosh, Alder bust out laughing. Aren't you a charming old fellow? It's 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 so so sad when they get to the point that they lose the ability to keep their. I take it you uh, you're the uh, latest group that Carlisle's picked up this morning. I knew there were some boats that come in. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you found the tent. Lots of stuff in there. I'm sure you'll pick it over. Hmm. We've been given a task by Mr. Carlisle. Uh, yeah, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Doing a little scouting into the underbrush to locate a few landmarks, but we're not terribly experienced with this area. Well, that's unfortunate. Hmm. We thought so, too. We're wondering if, in fact, um, uh, you have any knowledge of the geography of this area. might be able to help us perhaps get started in the right direction. I know a few things. Hmm. See that over there? Mm-hmm. Those are trees. Hmm. That direction over there is where the town is. Behind me's got the water. Mm-hmm. I think it's an ocean. Have you been addled a long time, or is this <laughs> something that has come along with age? I'm, I'm not the one that came here and didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> so when you arrived, what were you doing, Mr. Marcus? I worked for Carlisle. Mm. Worked for him longer than anybody else. Fulfilling work, that. Yeah. Yeah, he's been a he's been a good boss, but uh, I mean, sometimes he makes a few bad decisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he's only human, aren't we all? Huh? Say, surely he's gotten used to you by now. Yeah, he's clever that one. What isn't he? Uh, what bad decisions has he made? Yes, maybe elaborate on that a bit. Well, I mean, you know, maybe it's not a bad decision. There's not a lot 
sometimes you got to work with what you got. You know, for example, you guys, uh, not the first group, probably won't be the last. Most of them really aren't going to survive. How many groups uh, have been before us, would you say? Uh, All together, I mean, there's dozens working out of the area here. Uh, It's been pretty busy. Everybody runs out of the wild, and most of them don't come back. Oh, good. Where have I heard this before? Craven's got a few of you. I don't know. What do you guys, the fourth or fifth group? It's hard to keep track. Hmm. Is there a common failing that they, uh, a mistake that they make, like going directly into Velociraptor Valley or something like that, that maybe we should steer around? Or yeah. Well, the thing is, none of them came back, couldn't ask them. Hmm. Yeah. Funny that way. Yeah. Let, me ask, let me ask you this, Mr. Marcus. Uh, the ones that didn't come back, would you remember which direction they went? That way. Points his finger out in a direction that's obviously away from town. Mm. Smoking volcano. and. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm a carpenter by trade, not a... Uh, not a cartographer, so uh, I mean I, I don't know if I can really help you with that. Uh, not a lot. Uh, I think Craven he's got all those maps. He gave you some, didn't he? Some. Have you actually been outside of town and this estate at all? Uh, I mean, I pretty much we haven't been here that long. But no, I, I haven't. I haven't wandered out of sight. Uh, turns out I don't want to get eaten by a wild animal or anything. I stay pretty close. In my younger days. I probably could have handled it, but uh, now the biggest thing I can handle is a good pint. I see. What what do you get one of those, coincidentally? Oh, uh, chow tent. We keep a keg tapped in there. Mm. Uh, As long as you don't overdo it, you can help yourselves. This place isn't so bad. Come to think of it. Objective updated. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Side quest added. Well, I suppose thank you for your time today. I appreciate uh, the wisdom that you've shared with us. Well, I'd like to tell you I've got nothing but time, but let's be honest, I probably don't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure you're good for a few more hours. Uh-huh. Don't it's worry. it's good to be a realist at your age. I figure every day I'm just lucky. Hmm. So uh, how you fellas think you'll fare? I always like to um, you know, get a little assessment. I'm not going to say that we put any money on it, but... <laughs> If if we did, I mean, I'd hate for me to to have maybe a little more information than some of my competition. So, uh, you guys think you got a shot? Horribly, we're all going to die. Well, that's awfully morbid. Especially him. He's going to die. Son, have you looked at me? At my age, everything's morbid. Well, he's got me there. <laughs> yes. I just li- I'd like to know who's taking the bets because I might want to get in on some of this if that's possible. He kind of gazes over towards where the construction is. There's laborers mm-hmm. over there, and he's like. Uh, just a, f- you know, friendly uh, group of uh, of uh, wagers. That's all. I understand. Here's what I would say. We are a highly skilled, highly trained team of professionals who have worked together for years and years and years. If there's anyone who can beat this jungle, it's us. I would encourage you to bet everything you've got on us. Life savings if you if you feel yes. necessary. Go out and sell yeah. things to do it. That's what my recommendation the, would be. There's actually no jungle for several hundred miles. This is more Savannah. We uh, we like to support each other as well in terms of what we do, yes. Mr. Marcus, I'll put it to you this way. You should bet a pretty penny on me because I'm a bad penny that keeps turning up. Um, let me figure out how that works Next out. Next metaphor, I think. Um, good one. So write that down. Yes. Bad penny. You got it? He, he seems very amused at the, at the four of you. He really does. Well, all right then. Look for our coming on the 13th moon. <laughs> Beware the Ides of March. 
blood will spill from the rain upon our coming. Um, so at some point, he just seems uh, disinterested and bored and starts to amble back off. He's mm-hmm. uh, all right. Well, you have a good one. Chuckling yes. to himself slightly. Hope that syphilis clears right up. <laughs> Well, that was definitely worth all the time we spent doing it. I think he's got a heat stroke or something. Uh, you know, I know how he feels. This press plate is incredibly, incredibly hot. The man knows precisely three things, where town is, where a jungle is, and who he works for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, as you two are, the, you, two, you four are discussing this, um, you glance over your shoulder and realize that he has indeed returned and is surprisingly close to you. Um <laughs> Forgot something? He is standing... Likely hard of hearing, too, I, I hope. <laughs> He's uh, standing right by, behind uh, Alder and Asherian. Uh, he looks and he says, oh, tell you what, fellas. I got a good feeling about the four of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a slight advantage. And he, he hands you a small bag. Uh, he, he'll hand it to you, Alder. And he says, yeah, here you go. You've got a lot of words. Yeah, you could use this the most. And he hands you the bag. And uh, once again, ambles back off. I toss it to Haytham. Open this. Yes, all right. Stands back. So it's a human um, hand or, or something. Inside are eight potion bottles. Hmm. Oh, is that eight potion bottles inside? Just bottles? Uh, pretty much. They're small, they're small <laughs> potion bottles. Em- um, empty bottles. Empty vials. No, no. They're, okay. they're, they're, they're <laughs> well, no, these were delicious. <laughs> Cherry flavored. Do my dishes, bitch. No, they they seem to be full of uh, something. Mm. They seem to be full of something. <laughs> can I uh, can I take one out and like inspect it to see? Uh, sure, yeah. And this one's actually pretty easy. There's no not even a role involved. Uh, you know, there's a scholarly scholarly man and uh, a person of alchemical nature. It's very easy for you to identify these. That these are um, potions of minor healing. Oh, all eight, all eight. That wasn't. Uncharacteristically uh, generous gift of that fellow. I didn't think we had established that sort of rapport with him. Hmm. He really wants to win that death pool, I think. <laughs> the bet must be considerable. Yes. Excuse me, the what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, two for each of us. Yes, I believe you're right in terms of the... Uh, yes. Hmm. Probably ought to take possession of these now so that in case we're set upon by wild beasts or something between here and the... Shack over there, we have some to distribute. So I'll take two. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, take you got the two. potions distributed. Um, anything else you guys want to do? Or what, what time would you say it is, Rich Endgame? Um, it, technically, it's still a little early. It's that awkward time of day where it would be too late to start out uh, and get a good day's walk in. But there's still quite a bit of the day left if there's anything you want to accomplish. Um, but there isn't necessarily anything that you need to accomplish. Beer. 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 Beer, beer. Perhaps beer, beer, beer. we could take some of these maps in the journal and do some studying while we uh, have some libation to fortify us for the journey ahead. You almost lost me, and then you brought it back at the end. Yes, I'm glad to have come full circle in your mind. <laughs> All right, so the beer tent, then? Uh, it's actually the other cabin, um, and it is, the as you referred to, the chow tent. If you make your way over there, it's not very large. Uh, but inside is a kitchen and some tables. Uh, there is also a half-orc in there who appears to be busy at work uh, making the next meal. Uh, indeed, as advertised, over on one side is a, a keg of ale that has been tapped and seems to be freely available. Uh, there are mugs nearby. Uh, the half-orc does notice you come in, but does not seem to slow down or stop uh, stop his work. Hmm. 
Good. Well, uh, let's at least uh, get things set out upon the table before we get our mugs, so we have some air of legitimacy. <laughs> is he the only one like operating the like? Is there any like servers or anything like no, that? No, there's just there's just the one uh, half work in there. Um, like I said, this isn't by any means a large lavish kitchen. Lavish kitchen. There is like a, a pot-bellied stove and some counter space. Um, there is a large fireplace with a pot in it, but right now there is no uh, fire in there. He appears to be cooking on the the stove. Um, cutting up turnips and onions for yeah he's stew. got supplies there it, it, it's hard to discern exactly what he's making but you definitely see the a meal in process alder inspects a mug and it's like well, that's about what i expect like flick something out of it and then get some <laughs> ale hey then uh kind of walks over to the half orc like tries to get his attention up excuse me uh excuse me uh yes um i only see the one the the keg um I take white if you have it, but uh, what uh, what red wines are uh, available <laughs> at the moment? You know, I'm a half orc, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. What? That, I didn't. You, oh no, no. Listen, son, uh, that's what we got. I don't know if you noticed any vineyards around here, but it's a long way away to get you some wine. Well, no, you would have imported, of course. I didn't have to. Didn't quite make it in not- with this boat. Uh, well, hopefully the next one. We can hope. I'm not in charge of provisions. I just make the meals. If you want wine, you should have brought it with you. What we got is ale. If you wait just a little bit, I'm going to have some uh, some stuffed sausages and a few other whatnots here available for you, but I ain't quite ready. Oh, yes. well, I don't know. Sausages don't always agree with me. Maybe uh, just, uh, <laughs> po- poultry of some kind? Uh, some sort of keto diet? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't an inn, and I'm not a wench. I make it, you eat it. That's pretty much all there is. All right. You're welcome to come up with an option of your own. Bye. In your own kitchen. That's, yes. <laughs> right. I'll, uh, it's, uh, all the cl- mugs freshly clean. Yeah. Actually, they look, they look pretty clean. This will do fine, I suppose. Um, good, goodbye. I don't know if it was good, but bye. The heifer kind of looks at the rest of you very quizzically, rolls his eyes, goes back to what he's doing. I'll tip a mug at him because I've already sat down. I sure and just walks straight by and goes straight for a pint. That, that you can just help yourselves. The ale is actually not bad. Um, from the markings, you can't tell what the make is. None of you recognize, uh, you know, the stamps on the the barrel, but it's pretty decent. It's not bad. Oh, good. Yes. It's certainly do with a with a mug. This entire continent is completely uncivilized. Did you not know that coming in? I well, I had no idea the the uh, level of uh, they're destitute. Not even the white wines. It's all a level, gone. It's a level one continent. Hey, Mish, let me assure you, we will find a city out there. That's, I'm sorry. Hate them. Don't, don't be rude and interrupt. I'm. Listen. <laughs> are, you, are you going to let him talk to the, that to me that way? No, him? Uh, I he's mean, being, well, I. He's yeah, being I, a bit uncivilized himself. I, I have to confess, I've noticed I have a tendency just to ignore him. Ah, well, that's understandable. I mean, you know, you can call yourself Duke all day long, but, uh, you know, unless you get people to buy into it, it, it just doesn't mean much. Ooh. That that would oh, be something you know about, wouldn't it, Father? What's there. that? Uh, getting people to buy into your title. 
Well, I fight. I don't know what at all what you're referring to. I, you boy toucher. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hatham is just sipping. Um, So you guys are able to uh, get as much to drink as you want. Um, Unlike this podcast, exactly. (laughs) Uh, If you wait around long enough, you're welcome to to have food. Um, Unlike this podcast, (laughs) there's food in the room. Where's the Mountain Dew? So do you guys have anything else you want to accomplish around the camp? Uh, uh, well, our, our goal was to check over the journals here. So yeah, gen- um, genuinely interested in that to see if we might be able to uh, look at some of the maps, at least get an idea of what, what yeah. direction to go. So if you actually take a few minutes to, to study, there's not a lot of information there. Uh, so it doesn't take too long. It boils down like this. So there are three points marked on the map. Uh, Port Holbeck is on the map. So you kind of get a general area. It gives you something uh, lines of distance, so you think that these could be in the neighborhood of about 50 miles out, um, varying the, the three varying marks. Um, from the supporting material, you realize these are called Gosel Towers. That appears to be a specific name, uh, but it doesn't exactly explain why they have that name. Here's what happened. During the war with Feridon, uh, Port Holbeck at the time was a very large city, a, very large, a lot of trade came through here. So a lot of the supplies going out to the armies left from Port Holbeck. So the interior of the nation had a lot of caravans bringing supplies this direction. These towers were gathering points. So as the, the uh, supplies are gathered, they would hang there. Then they would be sent to Port Holbeck essentially on time for uh, to be put on ships and go out. Uh, they didn't store them in town so much. This was just a, a point for regular caravans and storage. Essentially, it's a supply network. This was a, a logistics type situation. Um, but these towers were at one point in time uh, large landmarks. So knowing where they are and verifying them on a map, uh, your limited map making experience could realize that this could help align, um, you know, situations. So if you could, uh, you know, verify these distances, uh, if you had a map where distances might be a little bit unknown, this could be used to extrapolate out from there. What did you say the towers were called? They're the Gosal Towers. It's G-U-L-S-A-L. So is there anything else you guys want to uh, want to accomplish? Or do you feel uh, that you're you're good to go? I would like another one of those delicious sausages that that half-orc uh, made. Those are really they, outstanding. Actually, they surprisingly are. Mm, yes. uh, the, the, the food is quite passable. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, you're, you're welcome to, to help yourselves. There's plenty of food. Um, if you stick around long enough for the laborers to come in, they are indeed well-fed and for the most part, fairly jolly. Mm. Um, if you listen, you everybody seems to be uh, pretty quite, they're quite pleased with their work um, and seem to be enjoying and they're well-fed and well-paid. Well, that's optimistic. Uh, it, it, excuse me, it fills one with optimism. Uh, many, many terrible things could we have found when we came to this continent and uh, a place that has decent provisions and shelter uh, as well as a job. All in all, not bad for a first day. I guess so, despite uh, lacking some finer things. Uh, seems all right, actually. Perhaps we'll help to carve that out of this wilderness here. Yes. Rugged individuals that we are. Yes. Yes. Who consider 15 miles a day a that's a lot of. That's a lot of. Distance. No, um, you're right. You're right. My, I apologize. How do I get? Did out these of this? two come with you? Is, no. No. Oh. No. So how do I get out of this chicken shit? Yeah. You die. <laughs> no, but then you made me bring another character. Uh, <laughs> feel uh, 
Ale and a bit of sleep would be good. Uh, I assume we should uh, plan on an early start, something around 10.30 or so, are we thinking? Maybe 11? <laughs> 10.30. Well, yes, I are mean... mad? I don't think we should push it back as far as noon. I mean, are you thinking <laughs> something else? Or? Father, uh, the earlier it is, the cooler it is. It is. <laughs> I take off the breastplate and you guys just just soaked. Just, <laughs> just, just... just uh, so, um, well, all right, fine. Nine, nine o'clock it is. I bet that smells and great. The crack of dawn would be... Why don't we? Idea. Why don't we just come get you when we're ready? Uh, sound, sounds good. Yes, just knock on my. Uh, we'll get you a leisurely uh, wake up call. That's great. Yes, excellent. So we'll fast forward. You guys are able to uh, sleep rather comfortably. The uh, nothing happens other than the laborers return, and uh, they all have their little uh, little evening ritual. There's food. There's a little song and dance and laughter. Uh, mostly just laborers. Chatting amongst themselves before they go uh, go to sleep for the evening, and then the buggering. Yes, and then the buggering. That's <laughs> um, going to be that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a rousing start now, aren't we? Mm. So here we are. Welcome uh, to Faradon. Yes, after hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you uh, you you sleep, you get up, and uh, and you're off. What uh, what you going to do? Well, early, we'll wake up the father by, like, tipping his cot over at, like, the crack of dawn. Take, take some ale and just pour it on his face to wake yes. him up. Don't waste I, good ale. I assure you, that will go over well. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fair amount of kicking and some punching that goes on to start off our expedition, just so you know. Ungodly, it's not even fully light yet. That's the idea. Yeah. <sighs> Fine. Let's be gone. Where are those sausages? I snuck to some. So he was the one with the sausages. Oh, we're back to buggery. Mm. Are we? Well, he's the, he, he is the father. <laughs> oh, so many jokes. I like to say we we can we've come full circle, but apparently we we never left. No, no, we'll keep reusing the same joke over and over. It's fine. I mean, we've hit it already two or three times two this podcast. Why, why slow down we're, now? We're averaging like like three an hour right now. Three buggery jokes per hour. Yeah, we got boy a, rapier sharp wit from among these podcasters. We've got a quota to hit. R- Richard right. Richard chose his players very carefully. Mm-hmm. I need I need to review that process. <laughs> Yeah, it just gets to four fifty nine, and we're like, oh crap, we haven't made three jokes. No, no buggery, buggery, buggery. Okay, done. <laughs> A bugbear buggered a bear. <laughs> That's how bugbears came to be. Um, so, <laughs> moving on, uh, you guys set out for the day. Um, how do you go about that? Give me a little bit of a synopsis of how you plan to, to travel and make your way. You were able to carry all the supplies that you could, but even at that, uh, you know, it's hard to take a month's worth of rations. Yes, we'll probably have to do some sort of foraging or um, hunting along the way. Um, unless we can, I don't suppose anyone can conjure supplies from the air, can they? I mean, if in a pinch I can create water for us if we become, uh, if we get to that point, but I don't believe I've got um, a lot of other options. Well, that is an excellent skill. Uh, perhaps we could hunt along the way. Uh, Assyrian, you strike me as the type that does well in the woods. Yeah. I'm good at surviving. <laughs> I've done it so well, so well so far, apparently. Enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to be fine. I know a, a thing or two about a thing or two about surviving, both on the street as well as, um, you know, I've had to uh, occasionally. Um, well, you know, I, I wasn't always a, a 
uh, an official in the church, and and so at various times I've I've had to make my way in the world, so I know a little bit about uh, getting along. What's this? What's the starting process? What's first, choir boy, altar boy? Mm-hmm. So I think it's four That's times. So much about buggering. <laughs> we got to the buggery jokes like four times. No, no, that, who's counting? That was an honest question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an initiate first, initiate to the mysteries of the church, and then I really can't talk about uh, how the hierarchy goes uh, to those who aren't initiated. That said, if you'd like to discuss sometime the tenets of the faith, because you're possibly interested in joining, I'd be more than happy to have uh, a conversation with you for a very reasonable fee. Alder has already left the clearing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Ah, mission accomplished. This is going well so far. Gentlemen, are we ready? My prayers have been answered. It's like he stopped talking before he left, too. It was wonderful. Your, your God is great and powerful. Uh, yes, yes. Worship him. Who, who is he? What's that? Your God. Oh, we, we don't have time to talk about that now. We need to move on. Is it oh, time that we're... Look, the sun is already getting low on the horizon. Oh, look. wait. No, that's because it just popped over the horizon. <laughs> All reasonable people are sleeping now. Sorry. <laughs> so here's uh, what I do need from you guys. Uh, we won't necessarily have to go into great detail, but um, you need to... Uh, somebody needs to be trying to find your way. So we're going to need some actual checks to uh, see if you can navigate the path. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also going to need some checks to, uh, you know, if you're going to do some foraging, some hunting. Um, we won't uh, get into great detail there, but we're definitely going to get into that territory. So survival then, perhaps? Sa- um, survival is going to be the primary skill. Sure. Sailor, right? Sailor yes. works? Ye- not exactly. Perhaps for navigation. Uh, Maybe in terms of keeping... That landmark, okay, the port's back there. That means we got to go roughly 30 degrees to the west. Hmm. Maybe lower academia? Um, you know, I might allow there to be some use there. Really? Um, oh, I was just bullshitting <laughs> you. <laughs> I was just being I'm, an asshole about it. I'm, I'm pretty lenient here. Um, you know, if you tell me why that would give you an advantage, I, I might definitely might allow it. Um, so that's good to keep in mind. So you guys, uh, you guys take off on your little journey through the woods. Um, you move forward. Yes. I'd like to make an initial attempt at orienteering us in the correct, uh, uh direction. So you're going to make a survival check? I'm going to try a survival check to see if I might be able to puzzle it out. And okay. I picture myself standing there with a map and looking behind me towards the port and then that direction and the sun and trying it, and we'll see what we've got. Um, oh, maybe about a 14? Um, I mean, yeah, you actually, you, you, you know, you're heading the general direction. To this point, you're like, I, we need to go north uh, north by northeast, or, uh, you know, you, like it's pretty much that direction. You point, and uh, off you go. I want to, while we're, you know, while we're walking, start, like, filling in details on the map, maybe even try and do a, a smaller scale map of the immediate yeah, there area. There are plenty of blank pages for that. So as you as you walk away from the camp, it doesn't take very long before you're, because you're pretty much at the edge of anything that resembles civilization already. So you pretty much walk across the field and you are now in wild territory, so to speak. Um, it's a, a bright morning. There is a gentle breeze. Uh, you really couldn't have asked for a lovelier day to begin your journey. Um it's a nice breeze. Yeah, <laughs> Suddenly snakes appear. <laughs> oh, God. Roll initiative. Oh, God. Uh, you are heading mostly north, a little bit uh, northeast. Um, the land is flat, and it's filled with tall grasses. Gentle plains Uh-oh. lie before you as far as the eye can see. 
tall grass, huh? Yep, tall there, grass. There are a lot of there. Are, there are raptors. A lot of the monsters and monsters of the pocket variety. You don't see any of them. Intellectually distinct. The trees. The trees are speaking. <laughs> Um, now, Haytham, you especially might notice as you're looking uh, at the flora and fauna as you uh, wander around that um, the land it seems very bountiful, almost unexplainably so. For an area that you know was pretty much a wasteland recently, mm. uh, nature seems to have rebounded quite efficiently and um, effortlessly. You also notice that um, nothing here seems strange to you. Uh, other than the lack of civilization, if you take a stop to look at any of the plants, the grasses, uh, everything here is easily discernible. You could, uh, you know, identify the varieties, the uh, the taxonomy very quickly. Uh, you do notice plenty of wildlife, nothing out of the ordinary, plenty of rabbits, um, not really squirrels around this area, maybe some ground squirrels. Uh, every once in a while you see some deer, uh, just what you'd expect to find. In, uh, in in the plains. <laughs> Nothing seems really out of the ordinary at all. I'll like, probably be keeping like a running log of locations and plants, animals, that kind of thing that can be found there. A- and absolutely. Definitely want to take like a soil sample maybe. Um, you can. Um, once again, nothing really seems amiss here. Um, you know, there are a few things just associated with the fact that there's there no, been obvious no travel um, you know, there's no roads. There's there's no house in the distance with a chimney. Other than that, it being eerily empty, um, the nature seems to have completely recouped and uh, is very normal. Surprisingly so. Alder is always looking around, but you definitely get the sense that he's uneasy. Like, just something about this place is bugging him. Yeah, you know, it really doesn't have uh, in its own right an unnerving sense, but... Uh, I think it's more about expectation. Each of you probably in your own way had expectations of what you would find here. And this seems very benign, very normal, uh, surprisingly so at this point. Um, Your first day, uneventful. Nothing particular happens. Um, You're definitely able to make a decent pace. Uh, The land, once again, is relatively flat. Uh, No real obstacles or difficult terrain. And you're able to move right along. So So like a brisk six miles? Well, let's <laughs> let's let's maybe make some uh, madness. Let's maybe make some checks and see how well your navigation went for that first day. And uh, sailing, got it. How are you using sailing? Oh, well, we took the boat here. Yeah, he's sailing across <laughs> the land. Obviously, that they're, they're pulling the boat, and I'm at the wheel. <laughs> some Captain Jack Sparrow crap right there. Yeah, I will give you a negative fifty modifier to your profession sailing. So role. you're saying Nat, there's a chance that twenty still works. <laughs> oh my god! Really that Are you serious? <laughs> oh my god! He called a shot. <laughs> Pull, you blackguards! Pull! Don't worry, I have a strength score of ten. I got this. So, the sailor boy. Over here, <laughs> as you are traveling through the tall grasses and. Uh, it occurs to you that the amber waves of grain in which you are passing do resemble a sea and that the same navigation skills really take effect. That if you were to look up at the stars above and discern your direction, it works whether you're on land or whether you're on water. Uh, so somehow you were able to look up and go, hey, wait a minute, that's north that way. Look at the constellation of such and such and off you go. So surprisingly, you... 
find the direction very easily. I'm glad you blew that cold shot on a navigation <laughs> check yeah. instead of something right. critically important. <laughs> everyone is, I know how you roll. Every, yeah, everyone, is, that. everyone is dead, but you, you've got one final shot before the orc kills you. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to roll a 20. Nope. No, sorry. You called that one. You <laughs> rolled a three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take one last look at the amber waves of grain before he kills me. <laughs> So um, you guys make good progress that first day. Uh, it's hard to know exactly how far you went. Um, 13 knots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, for some odd reason, the sailor throws a log behind you and uh, <laughs> attached to a knotted rope. And it's like, what, what is happening? Dear yeah, diary, my companion has <laughs> lost his bleeding mind. <laughs> So we probably need to like mark distance somehow, right? How are you going to hands the log and the rope? <laughs> That's dragging along behind you, excessive. cutting a furrow in the in the plane. How are you marking distance through use of a survival skill? You you can. Hmm. <laughs> what do you got? Well, it's awful, awful quiet here all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got plus four survival with lower academia. Uh, I rolled poorly. That's a seven. We've, so, we've traveled approximately 27 miles today. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> that is what you can write down then. <laughs> Sherry, and you have anything to contribute to this? Uh, I can give it a shot and guess. It was a 19. Yeah. That is a 22. 22. Uh, you feel like you've traveled approximately uh, 13 and a half miles. I would say about 13 and a half miles. See, I knew. I just, I just knew you were... Some sort of good army man, something along those lines. So if we're traveling through tall grass, could I like count out, like maybe count out footsteps and mark the grass every, what I think is every, you know, I don't know, like 50 feet or something. Sure. Like like dye the, the taller blades of grass or something, a, a brighter color that we can see from a distance. We could use some of the blood from the last Velociraptor attack. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I mean, if that's something you want to try. Yeah. Right. Is your is is this your uh, bluff check for a lore academia? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I Will mean, if if that is your uh, what you're going, you know, you you look back in your, you know, your training, your knowledge, and you come up with the idea that if I could get a reference for distance, uh, then maybe you can, uh, you know, kind of calculate it out from there. So sure, give me a lore academia check. Sweet. Hey, hey, that's a total of twenty three. You also think that you've traveled about thirteen and a half miles. Really, if at the beginning of each day we start a forest fire, we should be able to gauge our, mm, our travel. Yes. yes. Mm. Also completely devastate Look, the ecosystem. Yeah. Well, good news is it's a big tra- continent. We traveled 15 miles and the winds are pushing that forest fire at about 20 miles an hour. <laughs> so so we're okay. It's not in our direction, right? <laughs> yes. So your first day passes uneventful. Uh, you guys camp for the evening. Uh, nothing eventful happens there either. You're able to settle down. Uh, not much cover around, but there's plenty of spots to uh, to grab, grab a, a clearing and, and and camp for the evening. I assume we set some sort of watch. So that I don't we, know. Uh, do you? We do. I would. I would say, what, gentlemen, is that not correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, I imagine if we all each take a watch, that will be fine. Two hours. Hmm. Sounds about right. Two I, each. I tend to be a light sleeper. All right. So you guys, uh, the evening passes uneventful. Uh, you hear some animals in the evening, but nothing again out of the ordinary. The second day, uh, as you're traveling along, the land slowly start to transition into a lightly wooded area uh, with some gentle rolling hills. Uh, you do find your first small stream. 
Uh, and, you know, once again, the normality of the land just stands in stark contrast to your the anticipated wasteland that you thought you would find. So, Alger's going to drink the water just to see. Seems fine. No negative reactions. No uh, normal. It's nice, cool uh, stream water. Just make sure to mark down the five parasites you got. <laughs> well, if it's running and it's clear, it's probably mostly free of parasites. Um, it's stagnant uh, water that tends to cause the problem, of course. So initially, and even if you continue on, um, yeah. No. Can I say a knowledge check for that one? Hmm? I, I mean, I got the survival. <laughs> actually, um, he's been he's been rolling that sweet sweet survival over there. So. I'm, I might mention though that's probably good too. I, I mean, I know we're noting it, but um, it wouldn't be a terrible idea for us to reprovision ourselves as far as refilling our our skins. As, if sure. this seems to be, if yeah. if you've been so good as to test it and, and yeah, mark it, it so on the it's map, it's a good size stream, but it's nothing anywhere near large enough that getting across it would be difficult. Mm-hmm. But big enough for us to build like a galleon right here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sail up the yes. river. <laughs> <laughs> Fit it with cannons. Rope yes. and chain. Yes, that's that that's a great idea. Like this <laughs> this is the border of my land. <laughs> so we should probably write this down on some sort of map. Yeah. I was gonna say like a river or stream would be a good, you know, landmark. Small smaller landmark. So. All right, map maker, give me another check. Cartography. What what is the check he's making? I don't know what what do you what skill do you choose to use? Uh, survival would be the ideal one. You mm. can have other options if you want to try to give me a good reason for it. My survival is not terrible, but I don't actually roll plus to it. The way it works is that that other, makes it terrible. Other skills, <laughs> yeah. other skills may be applicable, but you will probably be working at a negative since you're using a different skill. Could uh, mm. could others help? I, mean, I that- have. Sure, if he asks for it. I have nature, if that might be. Yeah, I mean, if that's something you want to try to use. to. Well, maybe like he can just be the guy that draws and someone mm-hmm. with a good survival can kind of describe. No, like, yeah, that's blah, fine. Blah, blah. That's fine. He can ask, how far do we think we went from here to here? So, looks like Father's what, bringing a four to the table for survival. Mm-hmm. What you bringing us here in? Not much better. I'm assisting the Father. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll, or I'll actually roll. Yo. Hey, how about, oh, about a 24 I, base? I, another I think, net meant, 20. I, I, I think he meant his modifier is four. Yes, that's what I That's what you, I meant. You are fairly confident that you know exactly where the stream is, that this is probably the most detailed section of a map you have ever seen. <laughs> it's only cool if you call it. You nailed the stream. I don't know. 20 is pretty cool right there off the bat. That's you, right there. And yeah. as the judge, I'm very pleased to see these coming out in such useless situations. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take that in blood later. <laughs> so you guys uh, mark the stream down and you move on. Um, later in the day, you come to the edge of uh, some trees and a small grassy grove before you. Uh, nearby, you spot a trail of dead grass leading near the center of, uh, of the grove. There you see a, a strange sight. Even though the sun is beating down from nearly directly above, a section of the grove seems to be cast in shadow. As you look closer, you see that it's not shadow, but more like a thick black fog. Um, a floating cloud of pulsating iridescent blackness it seems to be slowly crawling its way across the grass, leaving a wake of death behind it. Uh, if you watch the fog for a moment, you realize that it is moving almost imperceptibly slow. You spot ear movements from the ve- vegetation beneath it. Wisps of blackness seem to be pulled forth and added to the cloud as if the fog is feeding off of the life around it and leaving death in its wake. Is it possible to see from what direction it came? I mean, you say it's yeah, you, leaving this in a way. Is it, do we see like a vast swath that it has traveled like for? No, it's not big enough to be a vast swath, but you definitely see a trail. Um, and as you, if you 
kind of backtrack a little bit, you'll see that the trail is at a certain point recovering. Um, it doesn't, you know, the, like the grass is underneath. They wilt, and but they don't necessarily completely die away. So after a couple of days, they kind of rebound. I mean, it's grass. So weird. Oh. I wonder if it is uh, some vestigial remains of negative energy from when this continent was um, was covered by it. Um, you know, so some I, I don't know if it's a creature or a natural phenomenon or just a, a relic of the past. Uh, well, it is there before you. Really, so, I thought it was a gelatinous monster. No, they don't float. This doesn't seem to be reacting to you in any way. I say, you there, cloud monster. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely. I mean, it. All right. Well, that's actually a little heartening. It's a bit odd. Does anyone have? Um, I I have. I am not capable of detecting magic today. But anyone and, be and able to tell like, if this is a magical effect? We're all like at the I edge of the clearing, like <laughs> head peeking out of the grass, looking at this thing. I can detect if something's magical. Perhaps you could do so all if right. you're willing. So Sharon kind of stands up because I'm assuming we're all like Monty Python style hiding mm-hmm. for, from the bunny. So he's gonna he's gonna stand up and you know cantrip style just. So you cast your, you cast your detect wizard. magic. You take a few minutes to study it. Um, mm-hmm. So you've seen magic before. Uh, there is a difference between magic energy and spells. Spells contain magic energy. Um, so you've seen spells before under that auspice, and this isn't one of those. But it is somehow slightly magical. Uh, it re- you're reminded of when you see residual magical effects. That's what this looks like. You've just never seen like a blob of it before. Usually there's just a little faint magic radiating from an object um, that once had maybe had a spell cast on it or somebody who was recently healed. Uh, this, however, is just like some sort of a blob of that that energy. Some sort of horrible, magical afterbirth leftover. Well, that's a terrifying description, but not incorrect. <laughs> All right, man, we got a fog that has some leftover magic in it, but not as magical directly in itself, apparently. If somebody would like to make some checks, there might be skills that apply here. Maybe like Arcana? I do some, have a pretty something like that. Yeah, that, that might be a good a good place to go. Because I don't. Um, that's right did, up my alley. I'd like to see if, uh, in my vast, vast magical knowledge, my study of religion and the various types of religion and the trappings and negative and positive energy and channeling and all that, you know, from my many long years of study, if I've heard of anything like this, uh, go ahead and make me some checks. Whoever wants to, uh, I'm going to try and. To. Uh, the father got a 22 22 and, on knowledge religion well not religion but religion um, okay go ahead and hold on to that I want to come back to you uh, and do that one last if possible okay uh, do we have anybody else rolling I'm going to make a knowledge or can check to right. see if I know anything all right what did you get about what you got <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Okay, he got to never mind. Uh, I them. I guess I'll take a take a crack at Arcana then. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, how's eight? Um, that is a lovely number. However, it doesn't get you a whole lot. Uh, kind of what you already knew from the detect magic that this appears to be like a magical energy. It has the semblance of, but magical energy shouldn't necessarily uh, hold itself together. You know, normally it's held together by something. Uh, this just appears to be kind of holding itself together on its own. Uh, Good Father Becker, however, uh, you notice something about it that your uh, arcane friends don't seem to notice right away. This has all of the markings of negative energy that you are more experienced with because, uh, you know, positive and negative energy are so uh, crucial to uh, divine and clerical spells. 
that you're like, this is clearly negative energy. It's just not behaving like negative energy. It's as though you found water that didn't spill. Um, you know, the, it should just spill and, and, and run away. And that's what negative energy should do when it's released in the wild. It should just dissipate into things around it. This appears to somehow be holding itself together. Um, it, you don't feel that it's a creature or sentient in any, any way. It, it's more like a uh, an amoeba or something to that effect that has no real will of its own, but is somehow able to maintain a shape and existence. May I ask, does it uh, appear to be growing? Um, it doesn't actually. Um, if you take some time to really study it and look it over, you realize that it does somehow seem to be feeding on the vegetation around it. But at the same time, you also notice that it is losing energy slowly, that, that some of that dissipation is happening. And you think there's a good chance that it's losing ground. It's not able to, to gain enough. It's very slowly. Uh, this will probably last for a very long time. But you imagine if you watch this for days and weeks on end, you would see it getting smaller. So it's not quite an equilibrium. It's, it's it is despite not. its best efforts, it is not able to to mm-hmm. fill the hole, if you will, that's yes. seeping. Okay. Yep. You share that information? I do. I, I will uh, do so in a manner that is um, utterly fascinating. Uh, Hawthorne, write in your notes that we're calling that a, a Becker cloud. A Becker cloud. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a it's a cloud that hangs over you and makes everything negative and sad. Write that down. <laughs> Oh, just like somebody I know. Well, he is the one who discovered it. <laughs> it's only it's only quite right that he will. I I feel that uh, <laughs> I make logical sense contributed to me. a great deal to uh, to the knowledge of this oh, place you're today. Insulting him, yes, Hawthorne. Welcome, so, oh, I, welcome to the day. Well, you know, uh, Hawthorne, it was a rather weak one, so it wasn't immediately obvious. It wasn't like it was like cleverly funny from the beginning. So it's a very, uh, it's un, a very un, small, un, weak cloud, just like Father so. Becker. Oh. So for the three of you who were studying the cloud, um, just random question, but how close did you get? Oh, 400 feet, I think. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gotten very close. I mean, you know, 30 close feet. Close enough to see it and cast Detect Magic, but not any closer. So around 30 feet or so away. Um, from that distance, uh, no, you, nothing seems to be amiss. Yeah, you, you can stand there just fine. Um, I don't know if at any point you want to try to wander a little bit closer. Can we grab like a squirrel or a rabbit and just throw it at it? Can you? I like. I may <laughs> appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the DM asking us. Do you walk over and touch the death cloud? <laughs> do you? He's, I detect a hint of hope in his voice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, you can. You can definitely try. Having ascertained that it is made of negative energy, I would like to avoid it at all costs. To be very honest. Okay. Uh, that is fair. Is there anything you do, anything else you do want to do with it? Uh, Stay out of its way. Bad it, idea to it, like yeah. throw a flare at it or something. Like it probably wouldn't matter though because it you, like drains. You're the scientist. <laughs> uh, one could direct positive energy towards it, which would uh, theoretically help to um, perhaps speed its dissipation. Having said that, um, I, it's valuable. That's up to you. Well, I don't know if we wish to provoke it. Do science to it, it nerds. <laughs> it might take care of itself. It seems to be losing, if you think it's losing its sh- shape over time. I think it is. Well, we may come back in five or six days and it be gone entirely. I'm know. inclined to leave all enough alone. Okay, so you guys are just going to walk off? Yeah, I mean, uh, this actually makes Alder feel a little relieved that this place does actually have weird, gross, scary crap going on, like we all assumed. 
Yeah. So that, I'm so glad we found something out of the out of the. It's it's actually a little comforting to be like, okay, this is a horrible place. Good, <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Um. So go ahead and give me a uh, survival check for your navigation on the next day. If you want to use other skills, tell me. What I will you're... assist the father having a little training. Yep. I fuck. Nat twenty. <laughs> Did you do another one? Wow. <laughs> I, I got a after adding mine. I'm at twenty, and then you give me a what plus one plus two. Just a plus two. Twenty two instead of the so twenty two. Um, yeah, you, you guys make good progress. You're, uh, you did take a little time to study the cloud of negative energy. So you lost a little bit of time, but n- nothing too crazy. I figure you guys maybe stuck around for a good hour or so there. Um, so you're, you're able to travel another good uh, distance that day. Um, can I measure the distance or attempt? Um, we're going to long story short that and say that you are, uh, based on these checks is how successful you are. I don't want to sit here and roll a bunch of dice for no reason. Um, so, uh, you guys continue on and day three, um, Wait, I'm so sorry. Go- day two is how many miles? Um, we don't need to log it. Oh, okay. It's, it's, y- y- we're going to say that you guys are logging this information and we're not going to bore the listeners with, uh, stupid details like Too that. late. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. how long has it been since we had a buggering joke? Um, I mean, I'm we're in, about to. It's been, it's been a while. It has I, been a while. Another hour has rolled around guys. We got to, the, the timer's ticking already. Let's get going guys. Come on. So, you guys um, travel several more days uh, without much trouble. Uh, you guys do actually come across several more pockets of negative energy. Um, none of them seem to be remarkably different from the one you sound, uh, found, although they are different in shape and size. You mean Becker Clouds? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Call, Becker them by, clouds. call them by their official title now, please. Yes. Is there any like regularity and distance like between them or no it seems to be random. fairly random um uh, you know as, as random as coming across any specific type of tree they're just where they are i'm now embracing the title becker clouds and trying to figure out how i can control them because <laughs> i will devastate this world and everyone in it with the becker clouds you wake up in the middle of the night choking on something that smells terrible and you're like oh there's another becker cloud right there mm-hmm. this is, uh, oh this i is thought a, that was going somewhere I was, else. I, thought was, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were hitting our buggery joke quota for the hour. I was like, Wait a minute. hold on so um, but once again, uh, be, besides the clouds of negative energy, you guys don't find anything particularly of note or out of the ordinary uh, as you make your way to your first your first area. As you get there, that's where things start to run slightly amiss. Um, the woods around you, they, they give way and you approach a large lake that was not on the map. Um, though you're certain that you found the location the map indicates that the lake uh, was not indicated in any way whatsoever. Yet here you are. Several hundred feet across and probably a mile in length, that still dark waters create a serene image. Floating across the water's surface, you see several pockets of negative energy mixed in with a more natural fog. Uh, as your eyes search the lake's surface, you gain a glimpse of a small island towards the middle of the lake. Uh, you also make out some piles of stone. You suspect these might not be mere boulders, but shaped stone worn and damaged by time. And the island is distinct in the middle of the lake. It isn't like uh, there's something leading up to it or a small... Um... No, nope, it, it's out there on its own. Uh, it's a little difficult to make out because it is foggy. Um, the water is cool enough and the air is warm enough. There's a fair amount of low-lying fog there. Uh, you do notice the, the pockets of negative energy. They are darker enough that you can make them out. Uh, uh, but uh, they're there. What time of the day is it? Um, we're going to say it's... Uh, a little bit mid to late afternoon. You got some time left in the day, but uh, not the full day before you. Mm. Uh, 
how how deep into the water is the island? That, did you say that or did I miss it? Um, I didn't specifically say how the island is, but you're looking at over 100 feet out. Okay. That's the closest you'd be able to get to it if you wander around the shore. All right, so we've got enough water to build a boat. All right, let's get on it. Here's your boat. Here's you can make your boat. Where's that galleon that yeah. we left behind in the stream? Galleons in the stream. That is what we built. <laughs> it is possible to hew a tree of some sort, but I, I feel we're missing the prerequisite accents to hew. I mean, we. I'm sure we snagged one from the camp, but it's probably not enough to make a something sophisticated. But if we could find a fallen log, maybe some sort of dugout. Let's check those rocks first. Well, the rocks are out on the island, so you'd have to get there. No, let's just be there. Okay. <laughs> I cast teleport. Uh, if you if you want the characters to be there, listeners, email us it. <laughs> Pay the judge. Pay the judge. <laughs> Uh, it also might be, you know, and we've got some rope. Uh, we might be able to uh, hew a few trees enough to make a, a raft. It probably wouldn't be very sophisticated, but it might carry us out there. The trick is they're not very good in terms of navigation, and if we, they're hard to maneuver, and if we have one of those clouds coming towards us uh, while we're out in the middle of the lake trying to get a raft to get around them, that could be it could be troubling, dangerous. The, the clouds you don't think are going to be difficult to navigate around. There are only a few um so you're not too concerned about it. And once again, they're very slow moving, but you definitely see that they are there. Now, this isn't the, we don't think this is the tower we were looking for, do we? You, you are in the correct spot. The correct spot. Uh, but the map didn't indicate a lake. So you think this should be around here somewhere. The only indication you have, like I said, are those stones out there that from this distance look like they could be worked stone and not just. Uh, I'm sure not, we're not experts in this, but any chance this is a relatively new phenomenon that there's been some sort of flood or something in this area that caused this lake to come about in recent years? Um, there's nothing obvious. If any of you have any applicable skills that you might look at um, and see if you can tell. Nature, maybe? I do have nature pretty good. Okay, pretty good go ahead. Nature's skill. Um, uh, 13. Oh, nothing here seems unnatural besides the negative energy clouds themselves. Um, you can definitely see signs, and you've noticed this all along the way, of signs of geographical change. Uh, you know, you'll spot them anywhere. Any land changes over time. And you're seeing that here. Um, you, you, there's a point where you probably wonder that maybe you're some colleagues who would probably be very interested in what they see here, whereas though to the mundane eye, it's very boring uh, because these, some of these events look like they happened faster than they should have, you know, where it may take millennia for a ma- mountain to flatten out um, some of these areas seem to have gone, you know, maybe in just the course of the last hundred or so years, as opposed to maybe taking a couple thousand. So once again, relatively speaking, very quickly, but none of them have produced anything unnatural. So do the clouds that are floating around, do I see anything they're feeding on at all? Because um, the other one was like floating through a field of grass, but if it's just floating over water. There I mean, seems to be wisps coming up from the water. Hmm. Uh, occasionally you see some little blackness being sucking out the life energy of the fish maybe you said the water was dark um it's not unnaturally dark uh but it is a a darker water it's actually not the water so much as dark uh, but it's a very clear surface so you know think of a um you know a lake that you'd see from a movie where it looks really dark Um, mostly because you're getting a very nice reflective surface there's not much around here that breaks the surface tension alger's gonna find like a smooth stone and just Mm -hmm. skip it across the water just to see if anything happens, it provokes a giant like lake some monster. Pseudopod comes yeah. up and or yeah. tentacle. Nothing seems to happen. The the rocks skip out just like normal. Uh, makes the ripples. The ripples, you know, kind of break up the serenity of the 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 visage before you. But other than that, nothing happens. 
Can I try and maybe measure the depth of the lake? How are you going to do that? To some, some extent, maybe get like a rope and tie some, tie rocks to it every, mm-hmm. every like five feet and throw it in. Okay. Um, we won't need to make rolls for that. Uh, as expected, it starts out fairly shallow. Uh, you know, if you're throwing out, really, you're like, that's only a couple of feet deep as you, as you're right in front of you, as you throw out further, it gets deeper. If, if you're having to guess, uh, as far out as you can reasonably throw and get a measurement, you think it might be getting into the realm of 15 to 20 foot deep, maybe deeper as you go out further, but near shore, that's about a, uh, the deepest spots that you're finding. I'd like to start scouting around for <clears throat> logs or small trees that could be easy, either you found in the ground or easily cut that might be able to be lashed together to form some sort of raft or something like a partially disintegrated log that could be fashioned into a canoe. There's plenty of that around here. Once again, the, the area is you know very naturally and there's been trees and limbs come down. You think it might take you a little bit of work, um, but if some elbow grease were applied, you could, you could easily haul some logs over. I assume we have a train of those laborers following us behind that we <laughs> caught from camp, right? That's, we got them shippers. That's yeah, we're moving slow enough. Uh, possibly maybe a crafting check. Uh, what are you planning to make? There a raft? Just or? a raft, yeah. Um, sure. Can I assist that? Cause Absolutely. I'm assuming you guys are all helping with something. Yeah. Not necessarily a crafting check, but just oh. there to be like lending extra muscle. That's good because mm-hmm. we're looking at a 10 so far. Survival 21. To find the right oh, materials. Uh, 13. Once again, um, not particularly difficult task. It's a matter of just finding some logs and lashing them together. Um, without a whole lot of uh, time and effort, you're able to fashion yourself a makeshift raft. It's not fancy. Uh, it does take some some elbow grease, so you've spent some time doing it. But you've got yourself a raft, and you think it's floating right there next to you. You think it holds you as if you uh, paddled your way across the lake. Could, could we take a little bit of time, perhaps, to sort of study admittedly they're moving slow but the pattern of those clouds to just to make sure that we're it wouldn't be a sophisticated route but that we're navigating we got a plan there there's enough room between them that you know if you start from the right spot you think you can easily just paddle right across and not not risk running too close to them like there's really only a handful of them around the entire lake um so there's quite a bit of distance between them so they're not really worth yeah you don't really need to navigate around you know maybe if you say there's one right here let's not start right next to it uh, let's not head straight towards that one. Let's move over, you know, a 50 feet and you're fine. Well, Admiral, would you care to take the lead in this endeavor? Really, I, I only made a first lieutenant. So, but, but yes, uh, let's let's go for a, let's go for a little ride. Outstanding. And uh, we'll take our crappy oars that we fashioned from crap. It's a little comical <laughs> to watch this, uh, but it does work just fine. You guys sit across... The, oh, the it's covered in ants. Oh, oh, smash, yes. smash. Uh, I, um, I need another stick. But you guys are able to awkwardly paddle your way across. Uh, no particular drama. Other than every once in a while, one of you leans the wrong direction. A little water comes up on you. Um, but no uh, actual effect. You just uh, kind of annoyed. So you make your way across without much trouble. Uh, and right onto the shore uh, you are. And there you find yourself on the shore of a small island. Um, you, you sense that clearly the landscape has changed. Uh, and you're now at the peak of once was a prominent hill. As you're seeing the island, you're realizing that that's probably what's happened here. There was a, a, a peak here, and somehow the valley around it has filled with water to some degree. Um, the rocks are clearly a remnant of an old structure now that you're close enough to see them. Um, 
And as you guys are exiting the raft and uh, looking up at the structure, uh, give me a perception check. Is this to find treasure? Because my understanding is that one finds treasure on islands. That 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 is Eight. a thing. Eight. Twenty. Twenty. Twenty-one. 20 10. and 21. Okay, so the 8 and the 10, you don't hear anything. The 20 and 21, you hear the sound of surging and rushing water very briefly. And it occurs to you that you've heard this sound before, just in time for you to turn around and you see lunging out of the water the mouth and teeth of a vicious alligator. It lunges towards one of you, its gaping jaws wide and ready to clamp down on its intended victim. As it does so, you notice small wisps of darkness emanating from the creature. And you're suddenly reminded of the fog and the pockets of negative energy floating around the lake. Now, which of our party members is about to be eaten by a vicious negative energy alligator? Well, you're going to find out in the next episode of the Adventures Vault podcast. Hope it's not me. <laughs> hey, oh, my God. It's definitely you. They're now. eating him. Genuinely and then hope. they're going to eat It is me. one of you. <laughs>